Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. I tell them I'm not like Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the show. This week's episode, I think, should be a little bit healing, a little bit comforting, and hopefully a little bit fun. I have two of my best friends from Dallas on the show today. We recorded this when we were in LA for the weekend, like a month ago. And basically, we're just discussing our fears of our 20s. And we got a lot of them from you guys on Instagram. I asked on Instagram, and I got an overwhelming like amount of responses so we're going to go over that in today's episode. I think you guys are really going to like it. It's it's comforting, it's healing, but it's also fun and funny and just laid back. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I am actually, as we speak, about to head out for New York for the weekend. I am there to record a bunch of episodes. And then this weekend, actually the 15th through the 16th, we are having a pop-up for the Okine, which is my clothing line in New York City at Abode. So if you guys are in the area, definitely stop by. We are selling our scarves and beanies early. We have limited edition New York City tote bags as well. Um, It's going to be so much fun. I hope to meet a bunch of you guys. We will have everything there. And then for those of you who are not in New York City, we will be selling these scarves and beanies online on Monday, the 17th. Mark our calendars and follow the O-Kind. I'm feeling a little bit anxious these days. There's a lot going on. I'm very exciting. I'm kind of like living, I really am living my dream, I will say, but I'm like getting very anxious because now like the imposter syndrome in me is like, oh my God, no one's going to come. For example, I have my Dallas live show on November 11th at the factory. Everyone buy tickets. You are in Texas. You need to be at this live show. Margot Ostry is our guest. Dom will be there. All my friends will be there. It's going to be a really good time. It's at the factory. The 11th, doors open at 7 p.m. Get your tickets now. But when I'm doing things like this, things that I've always wanted to do, I just, sometimes I will have days where I'm feeling on top of the world. And the other days I will get maybe imposter syndrome or just really nervous about the event. And I know that people buy tickets. People want, first off, thank you to everyone who has bought tickets. I'm being dramatic. People have bought tickets. But I just like expect so much out of myself. And I know people wait until the last minute to buy tickets. And I would really appreciate if we just started planning, you know, like what if we'd have bought them ahead of time? Because I will freak myself out and think that no one is coming. And then people buy them all last minute. But I'm just having like a little bit of a, like imposter syndrome this week, you know? And maybe I'll snap out of this soon. We're hosting our first like influencer event for the Okine on Friday as well. So a lot's going on. A lot is happening. And um, I'm kind of freaking out. So anyways, if you guys are in New York City, this weekend, we're having our pop-up at Abode. If y'all are in Texas, Dallas, wherever you're at, November 11th, we are having a live show at the factory. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. Would love to see all of you there. But without further ado, let's welcome Presley and Lauren onto the show. Hope you guys enjoy. Love you guys so much. I'm really grateful. I don't want any of that to come off as like not grateful. I just stress myself out sometimes for like no reason. So anyways, without further ado, let's get into the episode. <laughs> okay, so Lauren is convinced these days. It's actually so rude that I she really wants me to be with like a short guy. I just see it. But like, what about me gives that energy? I honestly can't put my finger on it. <laughs> but 
but I, it just makes sense to me. Like you, I could definitely see with the short king, <laughs> short king energy is radiating from You just need somebody with that confidence. Yeah, but not like too much confidence. Mm-hmm. Like willing to let you be you. Yeah, like let you be so in control. How like does do that your own thing. How somebody that can look up to you. <laughs> Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Physically, literally. Lauren was at my house the other day, and she was talking about it. What was the speech you were going to give? At your wedding? Yeah. Oh, just something about how you love to wear heels and he would love to also wear heels. <laughs> and I think that it could even out the playing ground. So like maybe you could switch to your, you just got ballet flats and you can give him the heels because you're probably going to be the same size shoe. Mm. You actually suck. <laughs> <laughs> actually suck. I hope I end up with someone who's like 6'5", just out of spite. I'm okay with you that know, too. You know what's going to end just up happening? Just be open-minded. <laughs> you know what's going to end up happening? I'm going to end up in a really unhappy unfaithful, horrible marriage. And he's going to be 6'5". But with a guy who's 6'5", <laughs> just out of spite for her. Actually, that's what I'm going to do. Because that is how far I'll take the joke. Yeah. <laughs> I could definitely do I just that think happening. you should keep your horizons open. Mm. There have been a lot of suitors out there and you've said no. Mm. Yeah, because I don't like them. Because they're tall. <laughs> 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 I don't think so. So anyways, guys, we're in Los Angeles for the weekend. Presley and Lauren are here with me. As you guys know, they were on the BFF episode like a few months ago. We went to New York together. We've been, this has been the year of the girls trips. Yeah. How are you liking our LA trip so far? Oh my God, I'm loving it. Oh uh, yeah, Alfred's. <laughs> I want to marry Alfred. Lauren, I know that's not his name. When we were in Austin, they have Alfred in Austin now. And Lauren had an ice and latte and she hasn't looked back. That's all she talks about. Yeah, and I didn't know that they were in LA. So as soon as you told me that, I was like, (laughs) all I'm thinking about. Nothing else for this trip. I'm just thinking about Alfred. There's an Alfred in every neighborhood, though. So you're going to be fine. It's going to be great for you. Yeah, that was the best thing you've ever showed me. Yeah. What were we listening to on the way here, Lauren? (laughs) T-Pain. Honestly, okay. So my daily mix. Thank you, Spotify. It's a very big mashup of all my favorite things. It's mostly T-Pain, but mm-hmm. also Taylor Swift, Celine Dion. I don't know what else, but T-Pain Sean is Kingston. always in there. Sean Kingston. You heard oh, a bit of Akon. Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> yeah. She's in there as well. That was a nice little yeah, <laughs> throw in. <laughs> you just never know what you're going to get. But T-Pain, is, it just puts you in a good mood. Do you want to bring up like the beef you have with Megan Trainor right now? Yeah. Okay. So I have publicly said to my thousand followers yeah. that T-Pain is my crush. Mm-hmm. I know he's married, so it's going to be like a respectful crush, right? Megan Trainer weeks after I announced this, <laughs> now she has a crush on T Pain. I don't know. If she said she has a crush on T Pain. I think she said she's a big fan. Same thing. Okay. Yeah, that's Lauren's man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. So now we're beefing. Okay. She doesn't know it yet, but now she does. Now she's gonna know it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to say to her in case she's listening or watching this right now? There's a lot of things I would have to say to her, but <laughs> since this is being recorded. <laughs> I have a feeling that I will do a collab, uh-huh. a um, featured. Uh-huh. I'll be featured on one of the T Pain songs at some point oh, in my life. Wow, that's where we're going. We're going to manifest starting now. Okay. Are you guys <laughs> manifestors? Presley, are you a manifestor? Uh, I really want to be, but I, sometimes I feel like when I start doing it, I like ick myself out. I'm like, what am I doing? It's it's uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's it does kind of work. Yeah. It, yeah, it does work. It I does know. Know. I get work. I did it kind of religiously yeah. like a year ago at my old job. And I am not kidding. The next day, I've never won a giveaway in my life. I got an Apple TV. What Two days heck? later, brand new Apple Watch. Two giveaways. Never have won anything in my life. Like never won a bingo game. Never won a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> a bingo game is where you got. That one still is in the back of my head that I've yeah. somehow never in my life won a bingo game. It's what do you think is like manifesting? Like you just speak it into yeah. existence until yeah. it comes true. Or yeah. you're just so confident that it's going to happen that it just happens. I did like one of the TikTok I think it's like kind of all the above. Okay. Yeah. I had a meeting with our our psychic recently. You should oh, really yeah. go to her. I really Laura. want to. I love like Long Island Medium and like all of yes. that. Yeah, she's, I really want to do it. She's like so spot on. It's actually scary because she'll go back to. The reason I believe her is because she'll talk about past things or like things in your family that no one like. Yes, I know you can find out so much about my life on the internet, yeah. but it's not that stuff. It's yeah. stuff that like even like friends wouldn't notice because we've never like it's never been brought up. Yeah. But she did tell me that I don't know the word. Basically, a really good manifester, but it's like comes naturally to me. Okay. Mm, but it's not necessarily like woo woo manifesting. I don't think it's more like 
whatever. And she said that everything that I want ends up happening, which I was like, I think that's also because I'm stubborn. And like, if I say I'm going to do something, (laughs) I would rather die than do that. But I'm going to let her, I'm going to let her have that one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think like good karma is a thing. Like maybe that's just my, my route is like be nice to people and then good things will like come to you. Yeah. I do agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is your biggest fear in your twenties? I'm, I just remembered you were Lauren. (laughs) What was it? Telling your future husband to fuck off at a bar. Yeah, that is that. Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna meet my future husband because dating apps, not it. Mm-hmm. It's again my hot or not app. But then at a bar, <laughs> if you try to talk to me, like I, I'm not interested. I want to hang out with my friends. I'm not here to talk to you. I'm here to talk to my friends. So fuck off. We are the least. I'm we nice. are the least approachable people in the bar when it comes yeah. to guys. We really are. Cause we're, we're like, yeah. we are not talking to you. Yeah. Like yeah. we're busy. It's, like, it's, it's girls' time. Yeah, <laughs> this it's, is for girls only. It's a G and O every night. Like yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So though that is my big fear. It's like I've already p- told him to leave me alone. And who's gonna come back from that? He's not gonna approach me again. So then how would he become your future husband? Yeah. No, he's not. That's my actually, fear. Actually, <laughs> no, you know what's going to end up happening? This is actually really likely. You would tell one of them to fuck off and they would love that you did that. Like that would make them love you and they'd yeah. be like, I knew she was the like, one. this girl is feisty. Yes, yeah, I don't think that's any better for me. That's just going to piss me off. No one can win with you. I, I know. Like, that's my fear. <laughs> this is why it's my fear. <laughs> We're getting to the root of it now. Yeah. yeah. Like So, no, I think he'd just be like, oh yeah, I, I liked her. She was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Single forever by my own demise. That's my fear. That's a good one. Wow. I love that. So we're going to be talking about our fears for your 20s. And don't listen to this episode thinking that we will have the answers. Because no, absolutely not. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have the answers. If anything, though, we will bring you comfort by yeah. two having the same fears. Yeah. And I want to say when I, I posted a story with like a submission box asking people to submit their fears and I listed them all off on this nice little piece of paper and there were thousands of people who submitted and it was all mainly like the five top fears. So at mm. least we we're all fearful of the exact same thing. Yeah. Which makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest fear in life is like I'll accidentally settle, which I think which I'm so not that. And I think that maybe when I was writing this down, I was thinking maybe I actually do have a little bit of commitment issues. And that's why I'm so, and I've never felt that way before, but that's why I'm so like, oh my God, don't talk to me. Because I just think like, that is not going to be the best case scenario for me. Okay. And that there will be something better. Not that like they're worse or better than the next guy or whatever. It just like, maybe that isn't the right match for me like I it, I don't I don't know how to describe it yeah but yeah. I'm like that is just not the life that I would want to live yeah like not that it's better or worse it's just not what I want therefore no you know what I mean no I, but okay yeah I kind of get it it's like you're holding out in case like there's something better that's gonna like come down the line yeah. and you don't want to like reserve yourself oh, off and yeah. then like yeah, okay, yeah. I, I get that yeah no yeah. I agree with that it's almost like a fear of like yeah because then if I settle this is the issue in the past is that I like you think about dating, most of my ex-boyfriends have started as friends. And had we not been friends before and we had just met, never in a million years would I have ended up dating them because we just got too close mm-hmm. and there was like some emotional boundary crossed. And then I was emotionally attached and then I dated them. If I was like sober-minded during <laughs> that time period, I would have not dated them. Most of the guys that I've dated. And so then I see myself then I settle on those scenarios. I have the opposite of that. I start with dating and then I'm like, yeah, that's great. This is fine. I think I'm the opposite where it's like, I'm so scared of being single for the rest of my life. I'll give anybody a chance. That's not true. That's not true. For like a lot of the times. And I just immediately dated them when I should have never done that. I want to do the opposite and be friends first. So that's interesting. No, so I don't think that being friends, let me let me clear this up. I don't think that being <laughs> friends first is a bad thing. I would actually prefer to be friends first and yeah. then it happened. My point is that just some of the guys that I've dated that I should have never dated, we only dated because we got too close and then it just kind of like went on from there. And then it would like have gotten physical and then it went on from there kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And not like, like I want to be friends with them first. If that makes sense. Yeah. You just need boundaries first. Yeah, yeah I need boundaries and like, you know when you just get too close to someone mm-hmm. and if you, again, were sober-minded and not a <laughs> fucking idiot, you would have never dated them to begin with. But because we got too close, then I ended up dating them for like a year or two. Yeah. And that was like, what was I doing? Yeah, you know what I mean? So my um, biggest fear would be settling, I think. 
Yeah. Long story short. That's a that is one. a big fear. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest fear is outside of the dating world. I have so many fears when it comes to dating because I feel like I've been single for so long. I'm like, I don't even know where to begin with dating at this point. I don't even remember how to talk to a guy. But yeah. But my biggest fear would probably be, yeah, taking another job that I hate and then spending another year wasted away doing something that I hate doing. Yeah. Like I never want to be in the position again where I'm working and working and working. And I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, but I don't think that that was a waste. I think you, you know what I mean? It was more of like a learning experience. Yeah, Yeah, But you also gained a lot of like confidence and like things through that to where you're like, no, I can change my body. Yeah. But I get it. In the future, you don't want it. Yeah, for sure. There are a few things in life I love and or value more than sleep. Okay. I am such a night routine girl. So much of my night routine is set up around having a good night's sleep. I am not one of those people who can just run off fumes. Even if I just have one night of lousy sleep, it affects my entire week. So if y'all are struggling to get a good night's rest or you just want to wake up feeling more refreshed, which has largely been my issue, you need to check out the Sleep CBD Solutions from Next Evo Naturals. So they have two really good sleep products. The first one is the Triple Action Sleep Capsules. And then they also have the Sleep Support CBD Complex Gummies. Those are what I love. They're both designed to help you get the rest that you need to wake up feeling refreshed. What has been the biggest game changer for me has been waking up feeling refreshed. I feel like no matter how hard I try to wake up feeling good in the morning, even if I was sleeping more, I was doing all the little wellness hacks at night, like nothing was making a difference until I started taking these sleep gummies. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm so on it and alert and it has just changed my life. Next Evo Sleep CBD Solutions help you get more refreshing sleep naturally. Their premium THC-free CBD features smart sorb technology with a four times better absorption than normal CBD. They have triple action sleep capsules that are formulated with slow release and fast acting melatonin and are clinically shown to support quality rest and relaxation. Or you can also try their delicious strawberry flavored sleep support CBD complex gummies with fast acting melatonin that helps you fall asleep quickly. Not all CBD is created equal with most CBD products. It's a mystery if you're even getting what's like go on the label, right? Like it's hard to trust. And Next Evo's precision formulations are backed by more scientific studies than any other CBD brand. They're vegan, non-GMO, and THC-free, including 100% U.S. grown hemp. Get a better night's rest with Sleep CBD Solutions from Next Evo Naturals. So for up to 25% off subscription orders of $50 or more, use promo code I love you at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com, promo code I love you. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Are you feeling a little anxious and overwhelmed? These feelings can make it hard to shift gears and get in the mood. With Dipsy, you can focus just on what makes you feel good. Do you have a summer fantasy, a whirlwind romance in Italy? No matter how you want to get steamy this season, Dipsy has a sexy story for you to indulge in all of your fantasies. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. You can hear the sexy voices of ER Fightmaster, Luke Cook, and many others in stories like you've never heard before. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they also offer written stories. These are great, actually, for all my readers out there. Everyone loves a good spicy book these days, and Dipsy has incredible ones on their app. It is your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash I love you. That is 30 days full of access for free when you go to dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash I love you. 
dipsystories.com slash I love you. Okay, so I have my paper here and we're going to be going through some. Again, don't think you're getting great advice, but we will have something to say. We'll have something to say, that's for sure. Yeah. Contribute to something. Okay, someone, oh, the first one I wanted to say that Lauren specifically, I think you'll, you'll hear in a second. And I read a book and I want to elaborate on this. All my friends getting boyfriends mm-hmm. or your friends getting boyfriends and your, friend, and your friendship changing. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> How does that relate to me? Because anytime I talk about dating, we're like, no. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, I don't think so. No, it's like, I feel the same way about people getting pregnant. Like, my best friends getting, we can't yeah. get yeah. pregnant until we're all pregnant. Yeah. Exactly. Why would we do that now? That's not nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do without you? And I Very think that selfish. dating's the same way. And you're more than welcome to date, but just, I will also be there. <laughs> also, by the way, I'm actually not more than welcome to date. She's being nice on the, on the podcast, but she doesn't feel that way. No, it's a joint effort. I think yeah. that we all three have to agree that yeah. we're going to actively start dating together yeah Yeah. I think so too I have been holding off because y'all have been holding off like I won't start dating until someone else is like really dating really like unless why would I date when we're going out all the time I know right that's 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 I really mean that because I don't want to be the one girl who like gets into a relationship and then she's like bon voyage yeah never gonna see my friends again not at all I don't want to do that (laughs) I don't think I ever really do that like you can have my Thursdays that's that's yeah. all you have. Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. I need to be alone for most of the week, but yeah. you're definitely not getting Fridays or Saturdays. Sundays, Thursdays and Sundays. Yeah. That's your time. That's a good, it. that's fair. I feel like Thursday nights are the kind of nights where it's like, if I like you enough, okay, then maybe we can see each yeah. other again on the weekends. Yeah. But if I don't, it's a Thursday. I have to work tomorrow. Bye. Gotta go home. And also yeah. maybe like we are at dinner and we're, if he has friends, that he would like to then contribute to our night out, then maybe we'll see them out. That would be more of the vibe. If they brought friends. I know, but sometimes it depends on the friends. No, but they'd have to, obviously. They can't, yeah, obviously. Like sometimes when, without when one of our friends goes on a date and then invites their guy friends out and then their guy friends don't know how to talk to us mm-hmm. and then it feels like a seventh grade dance where like the boys <laughs> and the girls are separated. Like we know we should be talking. But it's but just I, so awkward. I have it's nothing so to forced. say to you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, so where did you go to high school? Yeah. <laughs> so where's everyone from? What'd you major in? Like you have to play the name game. <laughs> yeah, it's like actually that. that's actually pretty horrible, yeah. I will say. I read this Dolly Elderton book recently, and it's like all everything I know about love or something. It's like the words are crossed out on the cover. She has like an entire chapter about her best friend and when she gets a boyfriend and then they end up getting engaged. Like they're together for like almost 10 years and she's talking about like how much she hates this man but he's so good to her friend. But she's brutally honest in the way that she talks about it. I almost sent it to you. I would hate to be that man. (laughs) Do you think he's read it? Well, yeah. Imagine the roles reversed. No, but she doesn't hate him. Like she's aware when she's writing it that like it's not his fault. And that he's a good guy. Got it. Okay. Like, and when he, when they end up breaking off the engagement, she's upset about it. Like, it, it's this beautiful full circle moment where she finally likes him and then he leaves the friend. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. I mean. But she goes in about how she had, because she was so used to like their life together. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like her best friend is bringing her boyfriend home now and not her best friend. And like, she, he's now spending time with her family. He's now getting her Fridays and Saturdays. He's now getting all of that. And I think, yeah, that's a very valid fear. And there, I mean, there's really... No, no words of comfort because that's just part of life. That is yeah. life. Yeah. You just have to accept it and move on. Yeah. But I think it's equally hard for the person in the relationship. And I mean, it hurts a little less if you have a guy to replace your best friend, but like not replace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. you have someone there. Yeah. 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 I never even thought about how it would suck for that person until like the past year with our friends. And I was like, yeah, yeah. it does suck. Yeah, it does suck a little bit. Yeah. Also, like we're just so fun and cool <laughs> that like I would hate to miss out on a night, you know? Totally. See, that's the toughest part. Is yeah. Half the people that you meet are not as funny. Yeah. <laughs> I would never want to hang out with anyone else besides I'm really us. humble. I'm yeah. super, super humble. Humble, modest, mm-hmm. down to earth. Yeah, those, yeah. I've been told. Okay, next one. Being the last single friend. It won't be me. I'm determined <laughs> it's not going to be me. <laughs> it um, might be me. Yeah, I no. don't think it will, though. Yeah, I feel like, oh, gosh, in order, I honestly feel like it would be Lauren, Kenzie, and then me. I don't. Mm, I, I really think so. Because you're picky? I don't know. I just feel like I'm just not in the mindset today. I don't know. Well, you were in a very long, very long relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like I never had like the you, high school experience, the college experience. So now I'm like any boy. I'm like no emotions. <laughs> there, honestly, there's something to be said about the girls who growing up had like long term boyfriends. Yeah, 
and then post-grad are just like absolutely anti-dating. Yes. You know? Yes. It drove me nuts. I was talking to this one guy and he told his friends, we weren't even like talking, talking. We were just like hooking up with each other, whatever. Very, very chill. And he told his guy friend, he was like, well, I'm really worried that she's going to catch feelings. Oh my God. And when he oh told me that, I literally thought I was going to explode into a fireball. I was like, the audacity. I was like, okay, well, I am kind of catching feelings. I would never admit that. <laughs> I was like, I never told you that. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Like, so, you don't know that. No. Yeah. And so then that just like completely ruined the guy world again for me. So I was like, you're done. Story of my life. <laughs> like, it just yeah. baffles me. Blows my mind. The I audacity know. of men. Yeah. yeah. No, men are... They're the ones that have the feelings. Yes. And they're like, she has feelings for me. Like, I really don't. But I know that you do. Like, you held my hand going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hold your hand. Exactly. Also, the thing with guys is that they're largely, especially in their early 20s, are so unbelievably emotionally underdeveloped. That's so true. And they don't know how. It's crazy. They don't know how to communicate their feelings. They don't even know what they're feeling because they've literally anything with feelings or emotions more often than not, horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they probably, they're in love with you. Shut 100%. up. 100%. <laughs> yes. Obviously. Yeah. When they say that, now that I've grown up a little bit, I'm like, oh, yeah, you have feelings for me. <laughs> That's so Aww. sweet. It. <laughs> That's really cute. But no, we're not dating. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about it. I bring yeah. out like my six foot pole and I'm like, back, back. Someone also said not knowing where to live. A lot of people Ooh, said that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Especially, I feel like if you move, like I know a lot of people are moving from California to Dallas right now, and so many people have been asking you for recommendations, yeah. like where to live, because I feel like where you live makes a huge difference of like a make or break of if you're gonna love the new city that you're in. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, say if you move to Dallas, mm-hmm. then you move to like Deep Ellum, like, and it's just so loud, like parties every night, and it's like, oh, I hate Dallas, and you're like, like a reader that doesn't go out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that is really hard to find. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, I've always just known that I was gonna move to Dallas. Yeah. But beyond that, I don't, I I don't, well, we're very different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I went from suburbs to Oklahoma back to Dallas and I don't really have a desire to go anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, same. I think too, like, honestly, when I was in college, I had this almost like hyper fixation on every single decision and move that I made, like just in my life, not even like physical move to where if I, I almost like looked at life as if it was like this more like linear path. And like, if I make this wrong decision, that's a small decision, then X, Y, and Z won't happen because I didn't do this. And like, it was very, very weird. Like the way that I was looking at it. And with moving, you can, I don't know, like you can always move again. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. like you're set in stone there forever if you hate it. I think it's really important when you move to a new city to give it time. Like Mm -hmm. your first, honestly, like one to two years even, like you have to give yourself time to adjust. But yeah, I think, I mean, moving to it's tough. Like, honestly, if I, I would not be, my life would be nowhere near what it is now if I was still living here in LA. And I'm so glad, as everyone knows, that I moved to Dallas. You yeah, know what I mean? Oh, mm-hmm. God. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it just is, like, always wondering if there's something better. Yeah. yeah. And I Which, feel like just do your research. Like, put the time in and just really yeah. research. In your 20s is the time. Yeah, to explore it. Because once you're married with a family, it's kind of hard to pack up and move. Yeah. I don't know. I think moving to a new city can be good for you, even if you're only there for like a year or whatever. It's not, I don't know. It's not even a must. I think just because I've done it, I think like had I not moved when I was 17 and I moved when I was 23, I would have actually been a lot more scared to move at 23 Mm -hmm. because I was really naive when I was 17. So it was actually really easy to move across country because I was so naive. And then as you get older, it's like you're more in your head about it. So maybe channel your naive 17-year-old self. That could yeah. be horrible <laughs> advice, but it would it can't make a movie easier. Just let us know. Yeah. yeah. Just keep me posted. <laughs> it's gonna go one, one way or the other, you know? My latest obsession these days is Alto. Now listen, for all of my girls who are at LAX and just other airports that don't allow other cars to come pick you up, you have to go to the shuttle, you have to take it away, go, it just adds so much time to your trip. Let me tell you about Alto because they actually can pick you up curbside at your favorite airports, including LAX, San Francisco, DFW, Miami, Houston. I mean, so many. They're currently on the road in Dallas, LA, Houston, Miami, DC, and San Francisco. And it is the best ride service out there ever, okay? For a few reasons. One, being that they own their fleet of five-star safety-rated luxury vehicles 
that are easy to find and clean between every passenger ride. They're also all employees and not contractors. So they're interviewed, background checked, trained, and performance managed. So you can get a great and safe ride. The fact that not all drivers are background checked is actually very scary. Um, Alto is also designed with you in mind, including in-app music control. So if you go to the vibes part in the app, you can pick your vibe. Mine is Yeehaw, no surprise. They have chargers, Wi-Fi, complimentary water, which is great when you're drinking, a signature scent, and backseat AC controls in every car. The other thing that I love the most about Alto is that you are legally allowed to bring an alcoholic beverage in your Alto. So when you're on your way to dinner, you can bring your drink with you. It's awesome, okay? I am obsessed, and you guys will be as well. Uh, just go download the Alto app and use code I love you in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. Again, download the Alto app and use code I love you in the promotion section for $20 off your first two rides. Okay, financial security. Like, making enough money. That's really hard. I mean, you're laying the foundation in these years. All of those yeah. videos. I don't know if I'm on financial TikTok or if that's just everybody, but like what work you put in now is what you pay off later. So like yeah. just saving now could make you a millionaire when you're 60. Well, investing now. Yeah. Not sorry. Saving, but yeah. yeah, whatever. The advice for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know if it's like one of the worst times to be in your 20s or just like to be on this earth. After a pandemic, yeah, we got a really shitty simulation. Like, we were like in a recession or heading into a recession. Yeah. Some people are already saying we're in a recession. Pandemics, like yeah, war, yeah. Would you rather be really unhappy and unfulfilled by your job, but rich, mm. or poor but really happy and like you love your job? Mm. Definitely the second one. Lauren's the first. I already know that. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> I've been Let's both. to be fair yeah I have been both and life is easier with money yes but I don't know I I don't know I mean like like, you can't really put a price on happiness but you can on your bills (laughs) it's like almost like would you rather be thrilled that you're homeless or live in a big mansion but depressed I don't know yeah maybe not as extreme as like like not like a poverty level just like not no then poor and happy like paycheck to paycheck yeah yeah like you can have your basic needs met yeah basically oh then yeah no poor and happy i was thinking extremes i think that they are probably thinking that too but i'm like just to make it easier yeah i would rather be happy and like less wealthy i guess yeah way to say it but i also would not (laughs) i also would not okay I am obviously no, it's good to hear both sides. No, it's good. It's I good actually, to have it's, advocate. A, it's good. It's a good conversation though yeah. because I obviously so I got very lucky and I started working really young in a job that I love doing and I just have so much freedom and I can do like my I I have my dream job right yeah. and I also make good money so like I and I started really young so it's a very unique situation so because of all those circumstances coming together I'm so like. But I, I didn't always make good money also. That's important to note for like a very long time. But I am so like, I think everyone should like have their dream job, go do these things, like whatever. But also there are people who really don't care that much about their job and like they have a life and then like their job is just something that they do to then have a life and like mm-hmm. their life outside of it. And there's nothing wrong with that either. So you don't have to like, I don't know, to me, basically what I'm trying to say is that like my career mattered a lot to me, but it doesn't always matter a lot to people. Like, people aren't, like, emotionally attached to it. And so I think that it wouldn't really matter. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, like, especially in the working world, like, you have to put in your due diligence and work the shitty jobs to get to the place, like, where you want to be to where you're working your dream job and you're, you know, you have, like, all the money in the world. 100%. It's like, you definitely, yeah. So it's hard. It's it's hard with that one. Yeah. I just think for me, personality-wise, I would be so depressed if I hated what I did every day yeah but if it's something that you're not like you don't really care and a job's a job it's to not you forever more yeah. of like that mentality then I mean That's do that and be exactly rich. how I feel yeah, yeah. like I'm not super passionate about cybersecurity. <laughs> it's not, not who I am but I'm good at it it's fine yeah and it allows you to have the life exactly that you want to live like, yeah I could come to LA for the weekend exactly yeah so that's you have, great like, so many work friends mm-hmm. which I, get, I love like, yeah as long as you don't hate your life every single day Mm-hmm. then I think it's fine. Yeah. Just pick what your priorities are. Yeah. But I do think that's important to say because I've always been so like, oh, do what you want to do and whatever. And then as time went on and we started talking about it, I was like, 
actually, that's kind of stupid. Not stupid, but like not everyone feels that way. Well, like my dream job would be to sit on my couch all day long. Literally. I kind of need a job to be like, come to the office and do something productive today. (laughs) Because before that, when I worked at home, my step count was like 600 (laughs) for the full day. And I was like, yep, all right, time to go to bed. Like (laughs) I did my day. So thank God now I have to go to an office because that would be my dream job is to sit home and test new Netflix shows. And that's not good for me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you there are jobs that do that. I can't have them. <laughs> My health would go off the charts. <laughs> it would not be it. Okay, constantly not wanting to drink, but having FOMO. I definitely feel that, yeah. Yeah, yeah personally speak to that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fully relate, but yeah. yeah. I definitely feel like now I've gotten to the point where like I have cut back on my drinking. Like I definitely like to go out and have like two drinks like at dinner, but I feel like my stamina just is not there anymore. And so whenever I do go out to the bars, I want to keep up with like all of my friends because obviously like when you're around like drunk people and you want to be like a part of that and like have fun and like laugh at like the stupid shit. But it's like also part of me is like, oh, I like to have a routine and I don't want to be so hungover in the morning. So it's like, I want to be fun and have fun with my friends and have these memories but at the same time, like I don't want to be hungover dying in my bathroom the next day mm, I, yeah. and not keep drinking. And in Presley's <laughs> defense, the drug friend she's talking about are me and Lauren. <laughs> and and like, yeah, these two friends of mine. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know them. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't know them. Yeah, I do have a solution key. for you. Tequila doesn't make you that hungover if you don't mix it with sugar. <laughs> sugar she, is what have makes you, you hungover. Have you met Presley? Yeah. There's no one who hates mo- shots more you can do it. The amount of times people buy her shots at the bar oh and my she God. just slips them to me and I, I have to take them every time. I will do that with anything but a tequila shot. I love tequila Lemon shot. drops. I will say mm-hmm. though, Presley, I think you'll be happy to hear that I too am cutting back my drinking. Okay. And, I, and Lauren's not happy with her face right now. <laughs> but there's also nothing no. wrong with if you like to go out and you like no, to get shit faced. Like, it's that's ruining fine. my Saturdays and yeah, my Sundays and it's hurt. going into the week. And yeah. I'm so routine. Uh-huh. And like, I want my farmer's market sun- mm-hmm. like Saturday mornings. I want to go to boxing class. Yeah. That Lauren one time said she's going to go with me. Yeah. Made it for the Saturday morning. <laughs> At 11.20 a.m. And I was out till four. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that I is not problem. making that. But that is the problem. I will say, yeah, I don't know. A lot of, especially in your 20s, so much of your social life is based around drinking. So true, yeah. And so that is a little bit unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Day drinking. Oh, my God. See, like, see, like Presley oh, can't get out. Look, look I at can't her. even. My, if you could see my face, yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, we can find other things to do. What do you guys want to do? Like a game night? Like board games? I'm we not, could, like, a huge game night person. Trivia night? I'm trying to find what we could do that's fun. Since you bowling. don't want to do alcohol anymore. We can do, do other alcohol. things. <laughs> bowling. Everything has alcohol. Even at my dinner party, alcohol. Alcohol, yeah. Book club, alcohol. Everything has alcohol. Everything. We can just not alcohol. drink, though. But the thing that I was going to say is that what I'm doing now when I go out, and I will be, because October to May is, like, the time that you go out the most. Yeah, or that we go out sure. the most. Yeah. What I'm doing is once I get to the bars after dinner, I'm not drinking anymore and I'm getting club soda with lime in it. So See, it looks like smart. ranch water. See, Lauren yeah. hasn't even noticed this. No, I have noticed this. <laughs> so, that's what I need Because you have doing. said as soon as we leave dinner at like, which by the way, we've been eating dinner very early. We went at five like two times and we literally think that we have retired. And we won't stop talking about how we went to dinner at 5 p.m. over two I months ago. I thought that I, we weren't going out at all anymore because we didn't go out for like a month. It's summer. It's just it's, yeah, it's so really hot, hot out. It's, it's like so miserable. hot. Yeah. Makeup is all melted off. I yeah, get to the so bar. So our 5 p.m. dinners, and by 7 p.m., you're like, I'm done drinking. Okay, like, that's you not, might as well go to bed. That is actually not. Well, <laughs> thank you. I would if you didn't get so upset. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> really? You must be really upset. No, it's okay. <laughs> I have other friends. <laughs> She'll just be texting me. I wish you were here. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I'll just be, I think I do. Every time you leave early, I just send pictures with our friends to you. <laughs> She'll send like sad faces throughout the night, no content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like it can't be done because Presley has really always done that with us, and like Our, we, yeah. yeah, and that it just can be done. It's but fine. it's so fun when you come out. Do you know yeah. how fun? No, I do have a blast, but I definitely experience FOMO because then I do feel bad because it's like literally eleven thirty, and I'm like, it's time for me to call my Uber, and then I go home, and then everyone still stays. I feel like there's so, a compromise in here somewhere. We'll find it. Yeah, eventually. I think I just found it. I think you. I think just go for like an hour, and we get our club soda with back yeah. by twelve. Yeah, honestly, back by 12 would be I nice. I could do that. We don't need to be closing out the bars. Like, at what age do we stop staying until the lights turn on? Like, We're past is- that age. We're past <laughs> it. Because <laughs> I think we've outgrown Henderson. I have to be honest with you. Like, we're, oh, I, I think agree. we're too old. We're, no, old, we're I like, I really do. Yeah. I think 
where was I? KSP. And there was this kid <laughs> with his uncle. And I was like, how old are you? And he's like, it's my 17th birthday. Oh, and I was my like, God. Why are you here? And he's like, oh, my uncle's chaperoning. And I was like, chaperoning? Okay, I can't come here. Oh, my God. Well, we've never really went to KSP, to be fair. But mm, I will say that the second time I went, it was really fun. You know, well, we have friends who really like it. I we think maybe we should double. <laughs> We're at the age, guys, in all seriousness, listeners, we need your help. At what age group? Do you change your bar scene? Because right now, where we're at is really like heavily post-grad, okay? And we're 25, all turning 25. The U.S. turning 25, I'm already 25. We're we're all the same age. Uh, (laughs) But I think at some point, you got to move on. You got to move on. And we're having a hard time with where do we move on to? What is the next chapter? Hardwood Arms. Oh, okay. I could could be down for that. Are they? If the crowd's older. Yeah, like I, I, I consider Harwood Arms and Inwood Tavern like undergrad. Like that's where we would go. But maybe for like I don't think of it people. is anymore though because when I'm there, the age group is definitely a it's little like bit older. Grad. Okay, it's, no, I feel like it's like twenty. I think it's okay. like up, like twenty six, yeah. twenty eight. Mm-hmm. And Harwood Arms, sure if, like lounges. Also, like, I, I have know. never the hottest group of guys ever in Dallas are always at Harwood Arms. Yeah, every single time. Yep. Perfect. So I love that. Okay. Um, I just hope they're 27. Yeah. <laughs> Next fear, losing my friends to different like life paths, life journeys. Yeah, that's just life. That, yeah, that's I life. hate to break it to you, but. But like, I don't really want that to happen. I know. Just you not know. with us. Yeah, it happens to other people. people. It, just, it just depends on your friends. Yeah. I mean, like, and you kind of know. Yeah. Because I you feel should like you know a, who you your friends feeling. are and what they want out of their life. So you should be able to see that coming. It's never just a random thing that's true but sometimes you just have been friends with someone for like 20 years 15 20 years like this is like your childhood friend and then one person is just like getting married one person's doing something else and you're like in different life phases yeah I do think it's really important though to have friends that are in the same life phases as you like if Mm -hmm. you I think the most obvious one is like married versus single Mm -hmm. but people who complain all the time about being single and it's like well if you're hanging out people who are in relationships all the time or married like they're also just in a different like phase of life yeah. you need to have friends who are single yeah because then you almost feel pressured to like get into like that same like yeah. scenario oh my god and they try to set you up with people just yes. so that they can get you off their plate yes. and you're not <laughs> third wheeling anymore they're like yeah. get this third wheel out of here yeah. do you feel pushed to the side Spring when people up. set you up no but it never is somebody that i'm interested in yeah maybe one day it will be it's more of just like a hey i know this other single person you guys should meet I'm like we have nothing in common they don't live here. What about this seemed like a good idea to you? Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Part of me thinks, though, that, like, the relationships that are the best and the ones that I, like, look up to and I'm like, y'all are so fucking cute are the ones that people set up through mutual friends. So part That's of me true. hates it and then part of me loves it because I've seen, like, how it can work it out It just for needs people. to be it, intentional. It only ha- yeah. You only have to get it right once. Yeah. So, like, it could be horrible 15 times. Fall down nine times, get back up ten. Yeah, like you, really though, you it only has to be right one time. Yeah, okay. hopefully. So, do you guys want to set me up? I'll set you guys up. Yeah. If I had someone to set you up, I with, know. Same. We have the same friends. How are we gonna set each other up with people? By the way, there's not one guy in Dallas that we're not all friends with. That we know, like we have the same friends. Hmm. Maybe. Okay. I'm gonna brainstorm. I'll really get to thinking, but but I, if I find somebody that's single, I'm I'm gonna date him. I'm gonna be really honest with you, Lauren. I think if you knew someone that you knew would be a really good match with me, you wouldn't even tell me about nobody him for, like, for you. I'm so two sorry. More years, <laughs> <laughs> and then it would be like we met five years from now. We were both so lonely and miserable. And at the wedding, you're like, yeah, I knew the whole time. I was just, it wasn't my time yet, so I had to give you guys some space. You know? You know what? <laughs> Whatever. So that, that is happen. what would happen. Okay, again, not meeting my husband, not being happy. Yeah, that's uh, ending up alone, not oh. finding love. Oh, wow. Oh. Not oh, finding geez. a husband. Not finding a husband by 30. Okay. I think that I care less about that. I, I care so much less about that, but I think I cared more about it when I was like 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the yeah. whole like 30, it's so stupid. I know. When I was like, 12 years old, I had it all planned out. I was like, as soon as I graduate, I'm going to have a ring, a rock on this finger. I'm going to have my first mm-hmm. child by like 25. And now here I am, almost 25. And that is... <laughs> I think it's because a lot of our parents did that. Yes. yes. Like that, yeah, that, that was, was our the parents' timeline. lives. Yeah. And I'm not... 
I don't look at my cousins that got married at 30 and are having kids in their 30s and I don't feel bad for them. I want to be them. I want to wait. To be honest with you, when I see people that I know that are our age, like getting married and having kids and stuff, I'm like, I'm happy that you're happy. But yeah. like, when I think about it, if it was me, I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah. it makes me feel like claustrophobic. If yeah. I met somebody and I fell in love with them, it's not like I'm going to be like, well, we have to wait till I'm 30. Yeah. But like, for me to think about the fact that I could have a child right now makes me nauseous. Yeah, never. But also, I think that 30, like, who who told everyone that you, a girl, has yeah, to be married 30 by her 30? Is young. That's crazy. Yeah. If, honestly, if the biological clock wasn't a thing, I wouldn't get married until I was like 40. I really wouldn't. I would put it off as long as possible. Yeah, and now people like freeze their eggs. So it's just like the timeline is just, it's just growing. I do not consider 30 old at all. Oh no. Absolutely not. I'm actually really looking forward to my 30s. I think that's when I'm going to thrive the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my mom raised me to wait till my 30s. She was like, you don't know who you are until you're 30. Don't try and make life decisions until you know who you are. I like that. My parents really would do not want me to get married until I'm 30 something. Mm. Well, good. We're supported. What are your thoughts on prenups? (laughs) I feel like it's so different with each couple and situation. For me, I feel like I would want one. Yeah. I don't know. Because some people are like, okay, well, if you're going to get a prenup, then that means you're setting up your marriage to fail. Which, like, I don't see it that way. I see it as just, like, a security blanket. You're just looking out for yourself financially because you never know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen down the road. Like, ever. Nobody getting married thinks they're going to get divorced. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I see both sides, but I agree with you, Presley. Yeah. Part of me is like, no, I wouldn't want it because no, why would you need that? Whatever. But also people don't realize is that even if let's say you, let's say we end up marrying someone who is really, really wealthy. A prenup also protects the person who comes into the marriage with Mm -hmm. nothing. So people don't realize that it's not just protecting. It goes both ways. Yeah, it goes both ways. So it's not like that person like walks with nothing. And it basically, it it also protects you. I'm not really sure how, I just know that it does. I don't, I would not be offended if I was getting married to a wealthy guy and he asked me to sign it. Yeah. I get that. That's fine. Protect yourself. Yeah. But if you both don't have money and you try to get it, (laughs) really? What's the point? Yeah. (laughs) Why would you do that? Why are we protecting you? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think I, I asked this because my dad was telling me this the other day. He's like, you, He's so pro prenup. Yeah, mm-hmm. my parents are very pro prenup. Yeah, too. and he's like, you will. Be, he's like, you will not be getting married unless you have a prenup. There's no way. I have uh, nothing to protect, so that's on him. <laughs> 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 so that'll be a call later down the line. Last one. There was a lot about people worrying that they're never going to get to the place of like having confidence or liking themselves or having a good relationship with their body or just even with like a good relationship with themselves. Mm. Kind of comes with age. That is the good part of that. I think in high school, it was like make or break for me. And then I hit college and it was still insecure, whatever. Two years out of college, I'm like, this is what I look like. Take it or leave it. Sorry. This is who I am. But you do have to do a lot of self-work with it. It's not something that just comes over time. You do have to do something about it. People always say when you get into your 30s, you just stop caring people think too. That's the best part about being in your 30s. So I think that is also a helpful thing. Having a good relationship with yourself is not something that just happens. Like, that is something that you have to actually really work on, whether it's through, I mean, it could be, like, anything that you're doing. It could be journaling, journaling, self-talks. What is it called when you wake up in the morning? Affirmations. Uh, Affirmations, yeah. Therapy. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, so many different things. The thing that has built my confidence the most, that my, Ed Mila always says confidence is building, is making promises to yourself and keeping them because confidence is stress. So having conf- self-confidence will be building trust with yourself. And my dad, I'm so routined and I'm so like, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And I get that from my dad. And my dad always told me growing up, he would say like, this is the most important part. And that was mainly because it was like dealing with my anxiety. But also I realized as like I was doing that growing up, it did build a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. And then now even something as small as like my morning routine. And also I think everyone is so different and like, Certain things that help you will not help me or certain things that help me will not help Mm -hmm. them. But what has really, really helped me, though, is having routines and, like, doing things by myself. And I think, I mean, I'm only 25, but I think the difference between being 20 and 25 is so, so drastically different. But it gets easier with age. Yeah. 
something that really helped me is I like switched my mindset whenever it came to working out. Whereas before, like as soon as I graduated college, I was like, I have to work out to lose weight. I have to lose weight. Like I just like embedded it into my mind so hard. And now I've switched it to where it's I want to work out because I want to feel good and I want to be energized throughout my day. So I don't like put that added pressure onto myself to where if I don't like lose weight, I'm like, oh, God damn it. Like we have to go like 10 times harder. Now I just want to do it for myself and to feel good and just be happy throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's huge. Did you see Kit's video that she posted recently? No. So uh, my friend Kit Keenan posted a TikTok and she had just gotten out of a soul cycle class mm-hmm. and the soul cycle instructor said, Oh wow, I ate I don't know what it was, whatever food it was. Mm-hmm. And he's like, last night and oh I, I feel horrible, but like, you know, it's like not good for me, whatever, but like at least we're here and we can work it off this morning. Who also oh. feels that way? And it's like that is so I don't like that. Yeah, that's so not cool. And she went the whole yeah. point of the video was She's like, you know, I've worked so hard to like have a better outlook on like fitness and health and to where that isn't my goal. My goal is to feel good. And like that is not, she's like, and maybe there's someone who's like really there struggling with that and then saying, I don't know. It's just not. It makes it seem like the workout is like a punishment for the dinner that you had last night, which I don't like. It should be you're going to the studio. You made it there. Like you're with a positive group of people and you're just going to have fun. Yeah. And you're going to sweat while you're doing it. Yeah. 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 I'm not on my workout game yet. Well, it doesn't yet. have to be a workout. Well, I mean, like, yeah. general self-care. <laughs> <laughs> Just like all of it. Yeah, I do think, though, people to follow if you're struggling struggling with this. Eli is so— Eli Rallo, so good. Victoria Garrick, so good. Megan Roop, so good. Those people talk a lot about body confidence and about having a healthier relationship with yourself and a healthier relationship with working out. The other thing, too, that I weirdly feel— like lucky about if I'm trying to find the positives of like having severe anxiety mm-hmm. is that I like working out has been the number one thing that's helped my anxiety like if I oh, yeah. am not working out or just like getting moving or whatever it is and I'm also the weirdo that loves working out like I would just I just love doing it so it's the one thing that always really helps my mental health mm-hmm. so I think that I was more focused on that and like while that was such a con in my life it is a little bit more of a pro because like I think it gave me something else that I was like working out for you know what I mean when I was younger if there's any positive of anxiety and the other thing I will say though is like your body really does change in your mid-20s and I've noticed that that's what I was going to say to you earlier but I couldn't tell what you were saying it's (laughs) so I like I was doing my Dyson and and Laura was talking and I was like "Uh uh-huh yeah 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 (laughs) but your body really does change in your mid-20s in the past year or the past like six months I think I've noticed it with myself and I was like, okay, I really don't want to like slip or get into like a bad mindset. And I want to like almost like be more like proactive about it. Mm-hmm. And something that also helped me through that was knowing that that was like happening and people were talking about that online and how normal it was instead of like expecting your body to like never change. Like you shouldn't look how you looked when you were 17, 18. Yeah, you that don't want to look like a child. Yeah, that would be very weird. But no, I am very excited. I'm hitting, I'm going to call it my second puberty. And <laughs> love. I love it. <laughs> I've been loving it. Wait, talk about this, how you love yeah. it. Okay, so my body shape used to be SpongeBob, <laughs> where just like all of my measurements, like shoulders, waist, hips, same thing. And then one day I looked in the mirror, I have a freaking waist. Yeah. Love. I don't know where she's she got like an hourglass. Yeah. And I don't know where it came from Looks because good. it's not like I'm working out more. I go on walks. If anything, I gained weight, which is fine, but I got a waist out of it. I don't know if it's from the weight, but I think it is a second puberty thing because I yeah, really I don't haven't done it's not I haven't done anything different. But I'm really starting to like it. And another thing too is that like your clothes fit you, like your body doesn't need to fit these clothes. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter the size or the number. Like I just bought all new jeans because like none of my jeans really like fit me anymore. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, I'm not really like loving this. And then I was like, who cares? Like they're jeans and I'll just find a different one. And it's fine if I'm going up a size or Mm -hmm. it's fine if I'm going up, whatever it is. Like I just need jeans that fit me. It doesn't like, my body does not need to fit into these clothes. I like the clothes need to fit my body. Yeah. Yeah. I have a wide range of jean sizes. Yes, me too. My body fluctuates so much. Like one month I'll be two sizes bigger than I was a month before. And Mm -hmm. then I'll be an in-between size. Like I don't really understand it. But I just have a wide array and it's fine. Just I'll wear whatever jeans fit me that day. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big deal. I'm not a certain size. I'm just what I am at that moment. Yeah. Is there any other fears that you guys have? Anything we feel like we haven't caught, like talked about? There is a fear of disappointing my parents. Oh, that's, oh, a, that's a real fear. Oh, that's a really good okay. one. Yeah. Just because they raised you to be a certain way and they have certain expectations. Mm-hmm. Or th- even if they don't say them out loud, you feel like there's expectations. Yeah. And not living up to that. 
really would suck. I had this fear like big time when I moved out to LA and I moved when I was really young and it was like on my career. So, and it was all on me. It wasn't like I was like working for someone else. And I remember like not hitting the marks that like I set for myself. And I was like, oh my God, my dad's going to be, I don't know why I thought this. My dad's like the most supportive person ever. But I was like, oh my God, like my dad, he's going to be like, this is a waste. Or like, you didn't do this or whatever, which is so not my dad mm-hmm. to begin with. But then I he called me. He's like, oh my God, you far exceeded everything and like said the complete opposite. But in my head, I was like, oh my God, like I'm not doing anything. You know, I feel like a lot of our disappointments that we think we're disappointing other people, we're so much harder on ourselves yeah. than the other people are on us. Yeah. My freshman year of college when I got less than a 3.0 my first semester and I was shaking to go tell my mom and she was like, oh, a 2.7? You doubled my first GPA. <laughs> High-fived me and then we got drinks. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I was so scared because I was like, I'm going to lose my scholarship. They're not going to let me come here. I'm going to have to come back and go to the community school just to prove that I can actually go back to a university. Nope doubled what she did we celebrated yeah so I think that sometimes you put pressure on yourself to reach a certain level that you think is expected of you but you're the only one that's expecting it yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. and I don't I just think like the way society brands your 20s is so false it's not the best time of your life at all hopefully I'm like it's not the best time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping but it's not like your 20s are a decade that you're supposed to like really mess up, figure yourself out. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have it all figured out. You don't need to make a million dollars. You don't need to build this crazy like career at this at by 26. You don't need to be in like Forbes. Like there's so many things that like for whatever reason, I think a, a largely it has to do with social media too. For whatever yeah. reason, you feel like you have to be at a certain place. And what you see online, obviously what, not even just what you see online. Like this is the thing that is annoying. The whole concept and conversations around social media being so fake. So is real life. When you talk <laughs> yeah. to someone, right? Like, how are you? They're not telling you. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's people so true. aren't saying that in real life yeah. either. But yeah. I do see it's obviously like way amplified on social media. And we compare and then we get really in our heads and feel like we have to do everything in our 20s. And like, I want to be adding things to my life when I'm like 40. Like, it yeah. doesn't all need to happen right now. And I also, when I get really anxious or really stressed and feel like I'm so lost and so confused and like, just, you know, my life is falling apart. I just like almost like visualize myself at like 35 with everything that I wanted and then look back at myself at 25 and I'm like, all right. Like if you if you think about yourself at 35, that person's gonna be like, I wish I wouldn't have wasted so much time worrying or I wish I wouldn't have wasted so much time like stressing out over nothing and like making up fears and spiraling when like it was all gonna work out in the end. So I just try to live from the point of like my 35 year old self knowing that it's all worked out and then like it's just gonna happen inevitably yeah Yeah. i mean you're gonna fail and you're failing but you're failing for a reason you're figuring out what's gonna work for you it's like a grind and a fail but you can't get caught up in it yeah it's like well that didn't work okay move on to something else yeah figure it out what is success to you guys probably just something that i can be proud of whether that's big or small just adding a value to my life that i'm i'd be like okay that was a good thing yeah. yeah. Successes to me that I put my heart into something that I love doing and I'm happy doing it, even if it is successful or not successful. Like, but like that would be success to you. Exactly, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like to me, you can't measure that. Like if I'm happy and I love doing it and I wake up every day and I'm like, all right, let's go get, let's go get this bread. Yeah. <laughs> let's, go, let's go get it. Yeah. That to me is success. Someone said to me one day that their success in their life by like their mark is like the almost the like level of their relationships like the not level but like maybe depth of their relationships or if they have good relationships around mm-hmm. them like the health of their relationships yeah they're like that is how i can tell how i'm doing in life is good by the health of the relationships around me and i don't necessarily think that's like i, I don't know it's like whatever success is to you but as someone who was like so only focused on her career and life for like so long and like just didn't have the friendships that I wanted, I'm like, that is a way bigger thing to me now. Mm-hmm. But I've learned, like for me personally, I'm just someone who requires very good, strong friendships. Like I need that in my life to be happy. And I would rather have that than have a million dollars in my bank or something yeah. like that. It's never money yeah. motivated, but you'd rather have a million dollars No, in no. <laughs> your face. Just like buy a yacht and only hang out with the people on the yacht that are yeah. working for me. That would be so sad. You yeah. would make friends with them though. Honestly, you might 
you might be able to do that. I'm paying them to be my friends. Like that's not, <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, but I'm just like more focused on like, and I want to be around with my family. Like I want, yeah. like even I'm like, I'm flying home Sunday. I'm driving straight to something. Like I want to be around for like my niece's life. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be gone. I don't want, I don't know. I think I've just like figured out more of like what success means to me. And it's like having, because I like, like my career and love doing that. Like doing, to me, it's honestly, not having a set vision and being open to like a lot of different things and changing career paths and then also like the relationships around me. So how are we feeling in our 20s to conclude this? After, uh, (laughs) you know, just a little doom talk. I mean, we're like halfway through our 20s. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm gonna start planning my 30s. Maybe I'll get a yacht. I'm reading your list right now. (laughs) T-Pain, Corbin Corbin Blue. Blue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I honestly... My 20s are optimistic. Yeah. I feel good about them. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not, I'm not reaping success right now, but I'm hoping that I will in my 30s. And that's what I'm building for. Yeah. I'm my, having fun right now. My 20s yes. got good when I stopped trying to, like, know everything. Yeah. And when I stopped trying to have it figured out. Stop yeah. putting pressure on myself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now I just have, like, a completely different outlook in my 20s. Yeah. So yes. Like, I thought I was so it. smart when I was 17. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, yes. Yeah. I was a genius. I knew everything at 17. <laughs> and then I realized if you think you're the smartest person in the room, you never will be. Yep. Yeah. So grow up. And now I'm the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> Happily. Like, yeah. And I'm okay with that. You can I'm only totally from there. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it was the second, like I was so miserable when I felt like it was like a control thing because your 20s are just full of uncertainty. So mm-hmm. I was so miserable when I was like, well, I need to know everything and I need to do everything and I need to whatever. And the second that I just gave all that up, and started having fun, honestly, and like letting mm-hmm. loose a little bit, like calm down. I started having fun. A little bit. Okay, Lauren. So anyways, <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed. Where can they find you guys? Because they have great TikToks you should oh, follow. There's a lot of content about me, so. What is my TikTok? I don't know what. Lauren Summerlin. Lauren Summerlin, yeah. Summerlin with a Y. Yeah. And mine's just my first and last name, Presley Farah. Love. Thanks for coming on, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, like, comment. Well, like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. You guys can watch us on YouTube as always. How many times am I going to say as always, guys? Um, Get your Dallas live show tickets. And also hope to see you guys if you're in New York City at the pop-up this weekend. Love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.